You're listening to Frank and Eric. Stay positive. Check one, check one. Frank? Eric, hey. We're back. Hey. Uh, so this is episode seven? Yes. So we recorded an episode, and it's now in the vault. Yeah. We're going to can it. We had a dud. We had a dudder. <laughs> It happens sometimes. Um, you know, I don't sleep well. And when I, when I don't sleep well, I'm just, you know, just not present. It's not happening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can't bring the, the humor, the funny. I know what that's <clears throat> like. Yeah. So um, we recorded an episode about the movie Warrior. Yeah. Uh, we're going to re-record it with our friend Duncan. Yeah. Because he loves the movie. Yes. Very enthusiastic. As do I. Yeah. Yes, as you do, <clears throat> too. Uh, this is part of a two-part series basically yeah uh the the first part which we're about to record now uh is pumping iron yes this is our this is the this is a two-part hard body appreciation uh (laughs) series (laughs) so all things male all things guys all things hard all things hard bodies yes uh hot rod bods in every direction (laughs) hot dudes looking hot looking buff yep uh <laughs> exactly. So, if you're into that, stay tuned. If not, there are other things you can do. I'm sure. Yeah, this is perfect because it's you know we're mm. we're coming up on Thanksgiving, which yeah. is happening in a, a couple of days. So, um, you'll be able to listen to this first half before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. This will plant the seed of guilt in your head when you're just feasting and drinking. Yes. yes. You'll think about how you don't have six pack abs and how you. <laughs> For the first time. You're never going to be Mr. <laughs> Olympia. Yeah. And, and then uh, afterward, uh-huh. uh, you will get to feel bad again yes. when you listen to the second half of yes. this series um, because you'll get to think about how you had no um, discipline whatsoever and yeah. you just gave in to your desire to have a third piece of pumpkin pie. That's me, man. <laughs> That's totally me. Same. I love pie in the morning, the day after Thanksgiving too. Yep. Are you a, are you a gorger? What do you mean? Like, will you eat beyond your capacity to feel comfortable and enjoy it? No, that's not really my thing. Mm, it's mine. I, that's for sure. I always feel like I'm letting everybody down. Cause when I show up to dinner, it's like, you know, the, the whole big preparation has happened. And then I get like one plate of food and I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. I I mean, I'm, I'm fine with the actual meal. I'll eat some mashed potatoes. I'll crush some cranberry sauce. Oh yeah. You know, go with some veggie sides. Uh, but when it's dessert time, (laughs) I'm going for the sampler platter. Right. Yeah. I do have one of everything. Yes. Yes. Um, so recently I tried going, I am and tried going vegan. I'd say two slices of cheese pizza, but (laughs) I've been on a bit of a vegan voyage. Uh-huh. Uh, I told my sister, I was like, hey, I have bad news. I'm thinking about going vegan. And she groaned and said, can you do it after Thanksgiving? <laughs> so I have a very supportive family. Yeah. Um, but, uh, oh, just sidebar to that, because it's kind of related. I want to apologize to the listeners for the amount of gas I had in the last episode. Oh, was it more than usual? Uh exponentially uh i think so yeah it was um a high volume of of sounds and um discussion about multiple people ask me if i'm okay (laughs) i guess i'm just like uh a number of people were concerned about my body and what was happening to it i will say again it's uh starbucks fault for giving me cow's milk Oh yeah, yeah. The, That'll the mess me up. PSL that that did not make either of us feel good. No, no, it wasn't our our shining star. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess we shouldn't we shouldn't review things that make us feel like feel bad. M- mildly physical physically bad. <laughs> it would only be funny if we were both violently vomiting during the episode. Yeah. Or something. Um. Also, somewhat related. You know, in I think in the last episode we were talking about it. Yeah, we were talking about eating in public. Yeah, and uh, and how much Eric hates it. Me? Yeah. Oh yeah, like when people eat on elevators and things. Correct. Like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And how much I do it. Yes. Yeah. So I made a point of texting Eric when I am eating in public. <laughs> 
just to let him know I, it's happening. I didn't realize that's why you were doing that. Yeah. I thought you were just losing your mind. <laughs> <laughs> you thought I was just like randomly sending you texts. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> and, you, and I appreciate that you were like, what are you doing? This is weird. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm a, I'm a supportive friend. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right, dude, eat that egg sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> One was eating two hard boiled eggs in a lobby of a truck stop. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, you can get a little plastic bag of hard boiled eggs. Yeah. And they come with a little, um, a little water in the bag. Oh, that's so <laughs> gross, dude. I can't. Oh, kind of splashes God. around in the bag and you have to like <laughs> unseal it carefully. No. Or you get like the egg, egg water all over your hands. Dude, that is so fucking nasty. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, I just want to review, um, to, uh, to make sure I got all the right, right notes here. Okay. Uh, notes related uh, to pumping iron? No, to what I ate uh, <laughs> when I was standing outside. Oh, okay. Um, a lot of our texts are just you telling me to do things and then me telling you I'm going to do it. And then not doing and it. not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so Eric is uh, Eric's really interested in making some merch for the podcast, which yeah. we're going to do. Yep. And I designed it. So it's, mm-hmm. it, the design exists. Yeah, we're like r- right there. Yeah, we're so close. so we're real close. <laughs> um, anyway, I can't remember what else I ate in public, but uh, oh, I ate a, I ate some uh, homemade egg tacos on the G train platform. That is horrifying. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that was for you. I just can't even imagine. Ugh. Yeah, you're like were you like dropping like egg crumbs all over and like. By homemade egg tacos, it's just scrambled eggs with uh, slices of avocado in a tortilla, a soft yeah. shell tortilla. Okay. And it's in Tupperware. So I'm holding it all up to my face yeah. and eating it on the platform. All this like farty egg air is yes. just coming out of your taco container. I was on my way to a vegan uh, dinner. Yeah. Uh, I had dinner with Rob Zombie. <laughs> Known he's, vegan he, he, Rob Zombie. He's not lying. This is yeah. True. That's true. Yeah, that's yeah, true. I feel like that's a weird thing to make up. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. So I had dinner with Rob Zombie. Yeah. But on my way, I ate a couple of egg tacos. I was in a rush. Yeah, because you don't know what's going to be at the Rob Zombie dinner. You know? Exactly. Yeah. You want to you know put down a little bit of a base in case uh, in case it's just hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> so um so pumping iron. Uh, mm-hmm. 1977 yep. uh, documentary about weightlifting. Yeah. Bodybuilding. Bodybuilding. Yeah. I apologize. It's the run up to the 1975 Mr. Olympia bodybuilding, bodybuilding competition. Yes. Um, it's a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. I guess, I guess it deserves that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I have to say, uh, I've never seen this movie until okay. recently. I heard a lot about it, obviously. Yeah. Being like a a guy who lifts. Being a super jacked, vascular being a, being a, person. Being uh, a beef castle of my own. Yeah. <laughs> of my own making. Um, it's come up, you know. People are like, hey, you look gripped. Have you seen Pumping Iron? Sure, sure. Um, I'm not a burger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I'm glad to finally see it. You know, I will say, uh, for a movie about hot bods, yeah. hot dudes, hot bods, yeah. big muscles getting ripped, it's pretty slow. Very slow. Very yeah, slow yeah. movie. And throughout the whole movie, there's like a little funky bass line. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's It's got a little bit of a like 70s porno vibe. Like as they're, as they're lifting these huge weights and like grunting. Yes. It's just like a little funky bass line. The, the score time. feels a little out of sync with like kind of anything that's going on on the screen yes absolutely they're just like we need to put some music it's in like here. this is the one record i have yeah yeah let's just go with it we got the right to this to this <laughs> so we're just gonna use it or like my friend dave plays bass <laughs> he's just gonna lay down some tracks yeah you i mean there is escalating tension in the movie like they're sure. building toward the competition and stuff like that you would think that they would have uh done something that would <laughs> fo- sort of follow that arc you right know? right like, um, so here's what I was thinking. I just watched it again today. I've seen it a bunch of times. And when I was listening to that music, uh, I was thinking about how like the appeal of this back in the day was like, like bodybuilding was extremely niche back then. Yeah. Like you didn't see Jack dudes walking around. So like, this was almost like an oddity. 
Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? So like, I think the appeal of this movie or maybe like the appeal that they anticipated was more like people aren't going to care so much about the outcome of the competition between these characters. They're just going to like want to look at these freaks. Yeah. I, I didn't really think about that. And that's a good point. It is kind of a, it is definitely a freak show quality mm-hmm. to the whole movie because mm-hmm. they look just outrageously huge. Yeah. And, and there's like those scenes where they're just like clearly just like making up an activity for them to do. Yes. So that you could see their giant bods running around. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of cute. Like they, they see, like Arnold Schwarzenegger is obviously the star of the movie and he's, wildly more charming than anyone else totally in the entire movie well maybe not charming but charismatic yes charismatic because he is uh, he comes off as a dick mm-hmm. <laughs> well charming is kind of dickish is it not like to be charming you're kind of a dick um if you think that that explains a lot about you <laughs> <laughs> no, I went out, I, that's funny I went out what, with someone, i'm being charming yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i went out with someone recently and uh we were talking about the idea of being charming and she said charming is like the, the last thing she ever wants uh, a date to be. Okay. Cause charming is like going to pull one over on you or is going to mm. be like manipulative a bit, mm. which I think is pretty true. It's pretty that accurate. says a lot about her. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think of yourself as charming? Um, I can be. Yeah. I don't think of myself. Same. As, I don't yeah. think of myself as naturally charming. I think I'm very charming. <laughs> I don't doubt that you do. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, I mean, I think we are both aware we have the capacity to be charming. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I'm very aware to be charming is also like, it's a very fine line. Yeah. I think that, um, so like the, when I think about being charming, charming is sort of a combination of, three things in my mind Mm -hmm. being present. Okay. Being positive. Okay. So like making the people you're Mm -hmm. with or the person you're with feel good about whatever it is they're saying or doing. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and also being interesting yourself. Yes. And and like confidently interesting yourself. Yes. If you can hit those three marks, Mm. People will find people will think you're a good person. <laughs> I'm I'm in, I'm telling you how to be a fucking char- psycho, right? Now. <laughs> you think charming equals good person? Not good person, but people will enjoy your presence. Yeah, you'll, you'll be fun at parties. Yeah, um, I think of it similarly. I think of it uh, as showing interest. Yes, like being a believably interested. Sure. Into yeah. whatever the thing is. Yeah, and then being able to. Uh, have humorous retorts, yeah, that correspond, not just randomly, right? But you don't want to take them down with your. Retort. Oh no, no, it's, no, no, no. it's a. It's not negging because it's it's you're being funny, but also demonstrating that you're listening. <laughs> you're yes. being present, exactly. Yes. Um. Yeah, yeah. That's that's basically the structure. Uh, this is basically a, a men's group now. Uh, yeah. This is a men's group podcast. Uh, yeah, this is Frank and Eric <laughs> in Self Famous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if you have more questions about manhood, uh, masculinity, uh, you know. I No, I, I, it's interesting that you bring that up because that's something that like I consciously have to turn on. Uh, the charm? Yeah. And I call it running for mayor. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. yeah. So like when I am with a group of people, my <clears> wife, <throat> you know, uh, oh, somebody complained about me telling too many stories involving my wife. Was it your wife? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if I'm going to be in like a social situation where I need to be positive, she'll say like, you're running for mayor right now. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. okay. And I walk in there, I am all smiles every story that someone tells me, I'm like, hell yeah. All right. <laughs> Are you exhausted by the end? Um, it depends how much like give and take you get from the people yeah. you're with. Yeah. If, Cause sometimes you got to run for mayor and no one's receptive. Yeah. And it's like, you have to be it's the, the worst. only positive force in the room. And right. that is fucking exhausting. It really is. But if you can just kind of go in there with that momentum and people get on board with it, then it's like, you're not doing all the lifting yourself. Yeah. I think there's, 
what I meant by a fine line is that a lot of people can think of you as just a, as a cocky dick too. Right. Cause if you come off as confident as a man, there's that edge to it. Hmm. Everyone hates a confident tall white guy, you know? Yeah. Um, so I recently spent <clears throat> several days with my uh, mother-in-law because yep. we were upstate, we you were know, doing our, we were cleaning out this property, whatever. Sure. And uh, it's in the Catskills in this like kind of rural area. And uh, when you're, when you're in a rural area like that, everybody just moseys on up to say hello and yeah. see what you're doing. And um, throughout, <clears throat> throughout the time we were there, I was pretty much responsible for uh, doing all the small talk with everybody. And is that something you're interested in? No. You find fun, a little game? No. <laughs> but also, I can't just be like, get out of here. Yeah, right. <laughs> Don't worry about what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I find that people just kind of want to mosey up. They want to see what's going on. They want to suss you out a little bit. Sure. And then they want to talk about themselves. You that know? Are, that's most people, yeah. Yeah. You give someone an in to talk about themselves. Yeah. Um, and so my mother-in-law was kind of steering clear and letting me handle it. And she was afterwards, she was like saying how impressed she was with my ability to just sort of like shoot the shit with anybody who came up. Yeah. Like uh, one of the neighbors who's a young yuppie guy, then the other neighbor who's like an old, like local townie. And then a sheriff came by like, Ooh. like, yeah, rolled up in the car, got out, like fucking walked over, you know, Hard pass. Yeah, normally uh, I would be like hard pass, but I'm busy doing something right here. Yeah. So, um, and and I told her that the way I approach all of those situations is the same. Somebody's going to come up to me and they're going to tell me whatever story they have like in their head. Like yeah. they they sort of have it figured out how this is going to You can't go. just show up with nothing to say. Right. You have to have a something, some talking point. Yeah, and it might be just a bullshit talking point that they've invented. Yeah. Because they're like, I want to see what this uh, what this scary tall guy is doing over yeah. here. <laughs> I want to make sure he's not robbing this place or yeah. you know, is this the slender man? Let's see what's going on. <laughs> and uh <clears throat> I approach them all the same. I I am courteous. I'm like, Hey, how's it going? You know, it's, it's all good. And, uh, they tell me their thing and I'm just like, that's cool. And my attitude <laughs> that I try to communicate is like, Oh, that's your thing. That sounds like a cool thing. Not my thing, but that sounds <laughs> I, I cool. don't care about it, but yeah. you do. That's great. cool, man. I'm glad you like that. <laughs> I'm busy, but I'm glad you this like a, that. This is thing. a non conversation. Yeah. I'm glad you like it. Yeah. We're no longer talking. Yeah. I'm not, <laughs> joining you in this thing yeah. that you're excited about. Yeah. I'm very happy that you're excited yeah. about it. I have nothing to offer other than encouragement <laughs> for your thing. Exactly. I no longer want to talk to you. But what I've discovered is that most people just want that. Yeah. Right. They just want to walk up and say their thing that they're happy about and have someone be like, hell yeah, <laughs> that's it. Like, Oh, I love that guy. Yeah. And then, hell yeah. To my thing. Yeah. And then I'm like, Hey, see you later. Your little handshake, maybe a fist bump or something. They yeah. walk away thinking I'm the fucking nicest guy in the world. <laughs> they don't know a thing about me. Cause all I did was say hell yeah to their thing. I got stuck talking to a guy this past weekend at a, at a, at a birthday party who's very into the black crows. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. a hard thing to say hell yeah to. Well, I totally agree. <laughs> they are a terrible, goofy, very corny band from the 90s. Like kind of like a... Like, Up on the hand and nails. Yeah, on yeah. The hand and nail. Yeah. <laughs> like if Aerosmith was worse and like the blues. Yeah. And wore like a silly hat. Yeah. And so this guy was just so enthusiastic about the Black Crows. Shocking staying power in that band. I'm surprised that in 2019, anybody gives a shit about that. He band. had a lot to say about it. I'll bet he did. Because <laughs> they're touring again, apparently. Oh, thank God. Yeah, I know. And uh, the different lineup, which he doesn't care about. Uh, but there are three core albums that just rock, apparently. Yeah, like that one where they're like, slow on the hand now. Yes, around. But really. <laughs> Why don't we have that as a drop? Black Crows. Uh, but yeah, he loved me. I bought him a beer. I just let him listen, talk about the Black Crows for an hour and a half. Yeah. Like his pregnant wife was standing there looking bored, kind of making fun of him. And I just said, cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, they rock. Great. He just wants to hear his own story about the Black Crows. Yes. That's what you gave him. Yep. That's why he likes you. Yeah. <laughs> and I was so bored. I was like, I just need another beer. So I have something to do. Right. I can't sustain this Black Crows conversation anymore. <laughs> 
and he thought I was being a total bro. I was like, what are you, what are you drinking, man? What do you want? He's like, oh. whatever you're having, man. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to have this. <laughs> What would Chris Robinson of the Black Crows have, though? <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Schwarzenegger is a star of Pumping Iron. Yeah, uh, this is about Pumping Iron. This is about That's Pumping Iron. Uh, he's what, 27? I think he's 26 in this. 26. I'm not sure. Uh, also starring Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. And they did a great job of uh, casting. Well, they weren't cast, obviously, but like it's a great contrast of kinds of people. Yes. Because Lou Ferrigno was this like Brooklyn, New York guy. He looks kind of crazy. He. He's like, uh, his dad trains him. His dad's like, a, you know, they all have these great accents. But he's also like, in terms of like, so Schwarzenegger is this charismatic, like, yes, there's so, I mean, they do, it's, it's, it's a little on the nose, but they position these two characters as being so opposite where you remember the part where Schwarzenegger is talking about his dad dying. No. And he's like. He, he he is like getting tears in his eyes, but he's like talking about how his dad died and he didn't go back to Austria to visit or something when it happened. And he was on a date with a girl or something like that. And she was like, don't you want to, don't you think you should uh, go back or don't you want to go back? And he's like, no, I just don't think about it anymore. Right. And so yes. like, he's this sort of like, like just this like cold, heat seeking missile that's just like headed toward like fame and stardom. Yeah. And then like you have uh Ferrigno who's like he he is almost deaf and he's like kind of like in ter- in the world of professional bodybuilding his character is a bit runty. Yes. You know what I mean? Not he, physically. Yes. But like he's the underdog that you want to root for. He's, he's soft spoken. Yeah. He's not charismatic or charming. Does not hold a room. Yeah. Doesn't have much to say. He kind of like looks down the whole time. And his dad has to tell him what to do. And yes. like he clearly yes. has like a really codependent relationship with his dad. Yeah. So good. <laughs> he's very endearing, Lou Ferrigno. Like I was hoping he would win. Oh my God. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, and. But you sort of know he's not going to the whole movie. This is Schwarzenegger's movie for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I love the way during his training, you go to Brooklyn from LA, the Gold's Gym in LA in Venice, and uh, everyone's just yelling at each other. Did you notice that? Like in the Brooklyn gym, uh, <laughs> everyone's just like yelling like idiots at each other the entire time. Yeah. And they're thick New York accents in the 70s. Excellent. It felt a little put on. Like it felt like yeah. they're they're like, oh, we gotta like show the cameras like how intense we are. Do you think this movie did well at the time because it was a freak show movie? Um or just people just love Schwarzenegger <clears throat> that much? I think it did well. I think I think the <clears throat> initial appeal was the freak show aspect of it, but yeah. but his like skyrocket to fame was a result of this. Mm. Uh, I, so I have the Wikipedia entry. I'm just going to read the, um, the synopsis cause it, it has some interesting trivia and it, it like kind of addresses that a little bit. Um, so the, the, I would say the main four characters in the movie are Schwarzenegger, Lou Ferrigno, Franco Columbu, and Mike Katz. Okay. Mike Katz is definitely the most tragic character in the whole movie. Mike Katz, which one is he again? He's the guy who is, uh, he played for the jets and he's now like on the amateur circuit and he's trying to go pro. Oh, and remember yes. he comes in like the blonde guy. Yes. Oh man. <sighs> Brutal. Oof, that dude. Brutal. Yeah. Um, he sort of gets abandoned after his segment. Like there's a strange haircut. Yeah. He looks like, he looks like, like Sylvester Stallone in like, um, weird makeup or something. It looks like he has lip injections too. <clears throat> he does. He, I don't oh, he know does. that he does, but he looks like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's that like really sad moment where he's on camera and they announce the other winner. Yes. And they're just like, they're just holding him on the camera and he's just like, Oh, that's just so great. Yeah. Great that's for so that great. guy. <laughs> and he's got like a thousand yard stare. And the guy like hides his shirt. He's like, has anyone seen a blue shirt? <laughs> <laughs> Poor bastard. <laughs> Um, so anyway, uh, this is, uh, I'm just going to read this paragraph. I think it's pretty interesting uh-huh. shot during the 100 days leading up to Mr. Universe and Mr. Olympia competitions. And during the competitions themselves, 
the filmmakers ran out of funds to finish the production and it stalled for two years, which is Hmm. why it came out in 77. Um, Ultimately, Schwarzenegger and other bodybuilders featured in the film helped raise funds to complete the production and it was released in 1977. The film became a box office success, making Schwarzenegger a household name. The film also served to popularize, popularize the culture of bodybuilding, which was somewhat niche at the time and helped to inspire the fitness craze of the 1980s following the film's release interesting um oh following the film's release there was a marked a a marked increase in the number of commercial gyms in the u.s huh yeah there you go so maybe we are here we are buff dudes because of pumping iron yes one one could say a to b line right here uh we might not be committed to physical excellence in the way that we are had they not raised the money to complete production yeah there you go what would I be if I were not <laughs> completely vascular and yoked? <laughs> I was impressed how jacked everyone else in the movie is too. Oh yeah. All the guys milling around are like wearing basically nothing. Everyone works out in their underpants essentially yes. in Venice anyway. Yeah. And just are huge, massive dudes. Those are the people who I found kind of fascinating watching it this time around because like, you know, so, I mean, most of those people, I'm sure their hearts exploded a while ago from steroids and, <laughs> and everything. But like a handful of those people still have to be alive, right? Yeah. And like they they were on the margins of like something really huge, like culturally <clears throat> huge. Can you imagine you're like the guy, like you've devoted your life to bodybuilding and like you never got famous from it or anything. But you're on the the next bench over from Schwarzenegger. Yeah. And he like knows you. You're at the gym. You're like, hey, what? You're like snapping towels at each other's butts. Or showering together. Showering together. That was a weird scene. Yeah. You're you're like, you go out and play Frisbee together. You know, like. Uh, with, <laughs> you lay on the beach together. With your huge jacked bots. Yeah. yeah. You're like, yeah, you lay on the beach together. You you wake up. You wake Schwarzenegger up when he's trying to nap. You know, you tell him you're going to go to New York and steal his moves. And you are just you're you're just one morsel in this pile of beefcakes. But like it doesn't lead to anything for you. Yeah. Right. Like there's got to be for every one Schwarzenegger at Gold's Gym. There's a hundred. No, at least Joe Blows who yeah. did nothing. Yep. And then what? You're just a big fucking slab of beef who's. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and like, you look just look insane. You yeah, can't you, live a normal life. Right. You just look completely fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the whole like homoeroticism thing is very, very strong in the whole movie too. Yeah. There is a... <clears throat> I was trying to decide if it was present or if I was looking for it, actually, to be honest. Well... I do think I didn't think about this while watching it, but now considering it, if I, I think if I was a gay man into big dudes, you'd totally jerk off to this movie. I mean, obviously these guys are like <laughs> the best big dudes, but they're also just like playful and fun. Yes. And having a good time mm-hmm. together. It's interesting how there's a cuteness to it. Right there. It, like there, it's almost like this movie came out before there was like a, uh, <clears throat> cultural archetype for someone who looks that way. Yeah. So like it's very pre nine 11, very, very pre nine 11 movie. Yes. I would say that pumping iron from 1977 is just, very I'm just saying spirit and in spirit is very pre nine 11. Right. You're coming after me because I, I, I mentioned nine 11 when we talked about alien ant farm and that was not, a I'm totally, you. I'm not coming after you. Totally. Valid. That was totally valid. I think it's a good way to analyze culture. That's all right. Um, you, you are Same. not wrong. No, thank say, you. Yeah, I, I'm not sure that 911 <laughs> is a is a <clears throat> culture is a tipping point in the world uh, in terms of how the world perceives bodybuilders. Uh, it might be. I don't know. <laughs> there should there might be some new bodybuilding <clears throat> trends that s- sparked after the towers fell. I, you know, sure. Just, just, Anything's possible. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Just something to think about, you know. I'll definitely think about it. <laughs> 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 um, <clears throat> so, uh, what I was going to say is that, like, you know, so many of these, there's like, you know, Schwarzenegger obviously is like the archetype of the the super buff dude 
who goes on to make action movies and and you think about like the action movie boom of the eighties where it's like Stallone who's wicked jacked and then fucking Schwarzenegger and all these guys, you know, think of like the cast of predator, you know, it's like Schwarzenegger and, uh, Carl. I've never seen predator. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Okay. Such disappointment on your face. Jesus. Uh, (laughs) How do you even understand the world around you? Um, Jesse Ventura is in it. Just like these, jacked ass dudes and like their characters that they play are like hyper masculine tough guys. But like this movie came out before anybody had any real ideas about what a super muscular person would be like. Yeah. So they're kind of like giant children. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. And and it reads like giant children. Totally. Yeah. That's a, that's what it should be called. <laughs> Enormous <laughs> children. Pumping iron, giant children. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. And that is, I just wanted to really like flesh out how it fits into nine 11. <laughs> um, so my favorite part of the movie, I asked you to, to get a drop about, yeah. um, I don't want to do any spoilers. Let's just play that clip real quick. Well, I just, I didn't do the whole clip. I just, okay. uh, just, the. so I'm coming day and night. I mean, it's terrific, right? <laughs> okay. It's pretty good. So there's a, there's a part where, um, Schwarzenegger is talking about pumping iron. Yes. And uh, he's saying how much, I think it's like the 12th rep or something. Yeah. Makes his arms feel super tight. And that is, feels as good as coming. Yeah. He talks about the pump. Yeah. The pump. And this, this was like really, this was a thing that like he coined that term, the pump. Yeah. The pump like that, that, well, which he expands upon, but it's like, you know, when you're lifting and your muscles are like totally full of blood and like you're, you're mm-hmm. looking, you're looking swole. You feel like you're going to burst. It's like when you fucking take that gym selfie and you send it to that, <laughs> that, that girl you work with who yeah. told you to stop. Yes. <laughs> Said, we're not friends. I'm seeing someone. Yeah. And you got her phone number out of her personnel file at work <laughs> and you tend you send her that selfie because you, know, you, you send her a DM because you, yeah. you don't even have her number. Yeah, because you, yeah, exactly. You don't have her number. You fucking send her a photo message on Instagram. Yeah. You fucking slide into her DMS with a fucking jacked ass selfie from the gym. You're like, what are you eating tonight? What are you doing? Later? <laughs> hey, what are you doing later? I'm just getting my fucking pump on right now. <laughs> just uh, PR'd what's up <laughs> <laughs> and then you don't have a job anymore but then you're fucking jacked <laughs> just, you say I just PR'd yeah yeah it's like a personal record you know oh I see personal record yeah yeah <laughs> do, uh, you, do you even lift bro <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if we we're gonna go the entire episode without saying that or not. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad we find out um uh yeah, so he talks about how the pump and how good it feels. Yeah. And he says it feels like it feels like coming. Yeah. And then he proceeds to talk about how he comes numerous times a day, yeah. many, many times a day from lifting. Yeah. And says coming about forty times in like a minute long clip. He's like, I'm coming in my house. I'm coming <laughs> at the gym. I'm coming all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, Good God, man. Like and no one wanted to like trim that clip down a little bit. Yeah. Can you play it one more time? So I'm coming day and night. I mean, it's terrific, right? Mm, mm, yeah. Future uh, governor of California. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um, it shows you what a sociopath he is, too. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. He's 26 years old, and he's like, he's only very famous in this hyper niche world. I wonder, like, you have to wonder, like, obviously you watch that and it's like, oh, it's pretty cringy. And then he, there's that scene at the end where he's, after he's won and he's wearing the, like, Arnold is numero uno t-shirt yeah. and smoking a joint. <clears throat> and, like, you got to wonder, like, what he thought he was communicating to the world, like, through this movie. Like, he knows he's being depicted in a way, right? Like, he's choosing sure, to sure. say those things and do those things. Yeah. But he's a 26-year-old kid. But also, he knew he was better than what he was doing, too. Because he'd won, like, seven years in a row. Yeah. He's retiring. Yeah. And he also... They refer to him as, like, the the incredible whatever Arnold. Yeah, yeah. And I just think he, he knew he was going to be doing something bigger than looking super huge all the time. I wonder if he thought he was just, like, done. 
Like, was he rich at this point? Like, had he made a fortune from this? I, I, I can't imagine. I, mean, I guess he made some money, right? I wonder if his attitude was like, yo, whatever, I'm the king. I could say whatever I want, and I got nothing to, I have no one to be accountable to after this forever. Also, all of these competitions, this is Mr. Universe, right? Mm-hmm. Mr. Olympia? Mr. Olympia. Yeah. <clears throat> are held in what's essentially a VFW hall. <laughs> yeah. But not sa- anymore. In but, South Africa. Yeah, back then. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like all this buildup around it and it's like no one's there and no one's watching and nobody cares. Yeah. It was just not, uh, I, I just think at the time it was not a super popular thing. Yeah. Very pre-9-11. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Do you want to tell your factoid about uh, Alien Ant Farm? Oh, yeah. Because it's in the dead episode. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for queuing me up. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Uh, so in our Alien Ant Farm episode, there was a moment where I asked if uh, Alien Ant Farm's Smooth Criminal was pre-9-11 or not. Yes. <laughs> and you you seem to think that that was a stupid question. No, I, no, not a stupid question. Okay. I'm curious, that's all. Um, so I did a little research, <laughs> and Kerrang! did a deep dive into movies, mm. which... As we know, thank you, Kerrang! was a 2001 chart topping hit by <laughs> Alien F Farm. Uh, so they they literally go like minute by minute through the video. It's it's pretty Brilliant. funny. Brilliant. Um, and they uh, did some research. I don't know if they did new interviews for it, but there was uh, they were talking about like how movies became the next hit off that album because the first monster hit was the uh, Smooth Criminal cover. Yes. Yeah. So I came in and came on at a bar. I was at recently. Really? And I was like, fuck this song. <laughs> also, is that song canceled because it's Michael Jackson? Um, I don't know. Michael Jackson doesn't seem to be canceled. I, I think he should be though. Right. Yeah. I don't know. He's still got some like hardcore fans. Yeah. Um, so smooth criminal was pre nine 11 and after nine 11 happened, Clear Channel sent out a memo to all their radio stations, which if you know anything about Clear Channel or radio, that's basically every radio yes. station in every major market in the country. Yeah. And they gave, they provided a list of songs you could no longer play on the radio. And for whatever mm-hmm. reason, Smooth Criminal was one of the songs. I think I know why. Why? Just this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm guessing. This uh, novelty song. I'm, guess, <laughs> I'm guessing immediately after. 9-11. Yeah. The term smooth criminal. They didn't want to... Um, Freak pe- people out a little bit. They didn't want to champion criminality in any way. Yeah, they didn't want to trigger people. <clears throat> right. Fair enough. Yeah, uh, that's my hunch anyway. Yeah, but for whatever reason, Clear Channel decided they couldn't play Alien Ant Farm's Smooth Criminal anymore. Yeah. But radio stations around the country liked Alien Ant Farm because Obviously. the song was such a monster hit. Huge hit. They were like, we got, let, let's find another song on this album. And so the next song that the radio stations just like started to play, I guess people liked it or whatever was movies. And that's why it became their next hit single. I wonder if movies is the, is the second track on the smooth criminal single. Ooh, that is because if you're, if you're Carson Daly, you know, circa 2001, right. You're looking for something to play. Right. You can't play Smooth Criminal. My guess is he's not listening to tracks one and then three through 13 right. on uh, Anthology. He's not going to like blow through that whole record looking for another diamond in the rough. As someone who listened to that record recently, you could find that diamond pretty quick. <laughs> you, you just you know, can hit skip after three seconds on each of those songs until you get to movies and yeah i'm in yes <laughs> um a number of people uh we i think we talked about this a little bit uh messaged me after uh after that episode came out um about how good the song is how much yeah. they like it yeah um Joy. and um a friend of mine said she stopped listening to the episode to listen to movies because she knew the song. I, I respect that. And then just kept listening to movies over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a little bit of a burn, but uh, I get it. I mean, uh, it, would I listen to us versus oh, movies? No. Come on. <laughs> uh, I, uh, our, our friend Dave, a uh, friend of the show, um, 
he pointed out how much the song sounds like a Coheda and Cambria song. Mm. And I had never thought about that before. And then after he said that, I can't unhear it. That's kind of a bummer to me. Yeah. Melodically and sort of like yeah. uh, the vocals and everything. It, it, like you could really kind of hear the pieces. So I was talking to uh, my other men's group. Um, I have a group of friends that are all dads. Yep. That we're all in a Slack channel together. Yeah, Dad Chat, <laughs> and uh, Dad Chat was talking about uh, the song for a while, and uh, I went and like looked up at some live performances yeah. of uh, movies, just to like you know I, I ended up watching like five or six videos of movies. Yeah, well, movies has like three official videos. Yes, yeah, <laughs> uh, that guy can sing very well live. It really holds up in a live performance. Yeah. I'm very impressed by it. Yeah. After you told me about doing that, I spent an evening uh, <laughs> uh, on the Alien Ant Farb tubes. Yeah. And uh, so I just think our business model of paying $10 to watch movies performed live yeah. is, a, is a solid one. I think that would work out. I think that there should be a movies only streaming service <laughs> that only plays the three um, official videos and then various live performances. Yeah, that would be it. great. There's a lot of movies content. Yeah. Maybe, maybe this movie streaming service, uh, plays like, you know, like, um, movies kind of criticism. So like, mm. you know, have our podcast on there. Yeah. That's not, that's not a bad idea. Other appreciations yeah. of movies, but yeah, <clears throat> it's more of like a movies roundup channel. Yeah. Like all things movies. Yeah. It's like, you know how on, <clears throat> um, like on, on Sirius XM, there's like, you know, there's like a fucking Dave Matthews channel. Yeah. And it's like all Dave Matthews all the time or uh-huh. like Dave, like, you know, stuff that like Dave signs off on. Yeah. Yeah. There should be a serious XM channel that is exclusively devoted to movies. I think we need to send that episode to alien and fire. <laughs> right. I mean, I did say that the rest of their music is garbage. So. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I don't think that we I, did. We did say a lot of bad yeah, things. I don't though. think they're going to like invite us out on tour to open for them. Mm. All right, fine. <clears throat> it would be really, f- I would love to go on tour with alien ant farm and before every show do a live podcast about movies <laughs> <laughs> and, and then have say how bad the rest of the music is. Yeah. Like each episode. Oh, I can't believe anybody would listen to any <laughs> other song. They were do you like, do you guys like Cuba stank? <laughs> Um, I maybe we will. Maybe we'll just send it to them. Let them know people are talking about movies. Yeah, people are appreciating movies. I'm sure that it's made its way to them. You know. Yeah, you're sure about that. <laughs> it's like, you know, there's got to be some. It's like some a, connection there. Six degrees of alien ant farm. You know, like six degrees of Frank and Eric. Yeah, we know somebody who we just tweet at him. <laughs> We know somebody right who knows somebody who's cousins with somebody who works at Guitar Center <laughs> with everybody at Alien Ad Farm. <laughs> burn. <laughs> Fucking burn. I'm sure they're a great bunch of guys. I'm sure. <laughs> nice dudes. <laughs> yeah. They seem very friendly. Yeah. I mean. After the show, I'm going to tweet at them. Okay. <laughs> just to get their attention. <laughs> okay see how it goes we'll probably get sued honestly for using their song in the episode oh yeah don't don't <laughs> don't tweet at them then we got to try to stay under the radar <laughs> that's funny um so do we have anything else to say about uh pumping iron oh um i don't think so that's pretty much it for me um i did i did pr uh my deadlift today oh really yeah do you want to say numbers or uh 185 185. Yeah. How many reps? 10. 10 reps. Yeah. That's a lot of reps for a deadlift. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I know it's not a lot, but it's my personal best. No, that's good for 10 reps. Yeah. I, I, uh, I too have, uh, reignited my commitment to physical excellence today mm-hmm. and I went to a CrossFit class. Yeah. You know, I'm pretty surprised you're, you're going the CrossFit route. I have to say, yeah. As a guy who hates, uh, committing to things. Yeah. Hates authority. Yeah. Hates structure. Yeah. Um, hates other people. Hates other people. <laughs> there you go. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I support it. It was, uh, you know, uh, it was um, what I, I just wanted to do something. 
different. Did you lose a bet with your wife or something? No. Mm. Um, I mean, she's definitely not thrilled about how fat I am. So <laughs> that it that definitely was part of the it's decision an making. Said that you've lost. <laughs> yeah, I've, she's like, I bet you to stay hot the whole time. You're I, like, all right. <laughs> I have called her bluff, so to speak, um, <laughs> and she's over it. Uh, so yeah, I um, I just wanted to. <laughs> Listen, what I was doing was not working. And well, what I was well, doing was I climbed into like a fucking uh, keg of beer about six months ago. And I, I, I just I just climbed out <laughs> and I fucking like, you know, swooped my hair back and looked in a mirror and was like, holy shit. Ooh, that was fun. And it was like the summer, too. You know, yeah. you, you know, you really chub up for the summer. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, my, my normal, uh, ebb and flow is that I, I like fully chub out through <laughs> the fall into the winter mm. and just like, it's just fucking pedal to the metal to January. <laughs> I'm just fucking dude by Christmas week. I'm just like, <laughs> you're, you're Jiminy Glick. Yeah, I'm Jiminy Glick. I'm like, I've got like, like a, like one beer hanging on the six pack rings in one hand, and I got like a fucking fistful of fucking pie in the other hand. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then January comes around and I, I write the ship. Yeah. <clears throat> Last January did not work out. I <laughs> fell off hard. Uh, so I am recommitting to. So, uh, so February 1st, typically. Yeah. Is it like a slow ease back to the, like the Jiminy Glickness, or is it? Because you can't undo that damage in one month. Oh yeah, yeah, no. Not I, to not to be a dick or anything. So what I normally do is I don't I think s- it's like a newsflash. I set a good precedent in in January, <clears throat> but it's unsustainable. Yeah. And then I I usually hold on to a lot of the positive changes into the spring. Right. And then I start feeling good about things as I'm going into the summer. Mm. I'm maybe getting a little little doughy. <laughs> You know, losing some of the vascularity and definition that uh-huh. I achieved in January, uh-huh. but I'm still all right. Sure. But then as soon as we, then when it turns into beach season, I'm already there. There's no reason to maintain. Yeah. Right. right. Then yeah, I made it. Then I'm partying again. Then it's fucking <laughs> cheese fries and pounders, you know? And then I'm chubbing out straight through to the holidays again. <laughs> um, Maya's favorite time of year is, uh, is January to, to February. That's our favorite time of year. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. like February 3rd. Um, <laughs> my routine is more, uh, I chub out in the, in the summer. Really? Yeah. Um, because I'm having a good time. I eat a lot of ice cream. Right. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. And then the fall is when I, when I get fit and then blast, then undo it all for, for December. Yeah. I, uh, my fall is my fit, my fit season. Man, that's, it's definitely not that for me. Either. Yeah. Spring is my fit season. Yeah. Um, and that makes sense. Cause that's when, uh, you want to look hot in spring. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's usually a very manic frantic, uh, sprint. Cause to, you, you lost a bunch of weight recently hmm? and you're on, you're on the, on a course for a while there. Yeah. I went to, cause I go through phases yeah. and, uh, I went through a running phase uh, that w- got so intense that, uh, I, so we, uh, I had to go to a bunch of weddings this summer. Yeah. And, uh, so I went to one wedding and the only suit that I have didn't fit cause I was too fat. Uh-huh. So I looked like this f- complete nutcase wearing a <laughs> tiny suit. And then after that I was like, okay, shit's got to change. And how much fatter is that than your normal? I was like, significantly fatter than my normal <laughs> 20 pounds more something okay like that. yeah yeah um but you i mean my my suit like visibly did not fit <clears throat> so then uh i'm not laughing because it's funny i'm laughing uh for uh, it's okay encouragement yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's your deal not mine man i get it uh so then uh right after that wedding i was like oh i gotta make some changes in my life i went and got a new suit i got fitted for a new suit your fat right? suit after, after I wore this, I, 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 what would be a fat suit essentially? Yeah, yeah. Um, the problem is I got fitted for the suit because I knew I had more weddings coming up over, over the summer. Yeah. But then I went through like an intense running phase uh-huh. and immediately lost like over 20 pounds. Cause I remember seeing you at one point, like I, I, maybe I didn't see you for a few weeks and I saw you and I was like, Oh shit, Eric lost like 30 pounds. Yeah. 
It's really thin. Yeah. Yeah. I got a lot of compliments during that time. Yeah. And then I had to go pick up my suit. <laughs> uh-huh. And I went to uh, this wedding upstate, the one where I uh, was very homosexually attracted to that uh, oh, right. Tom yes. Hardy-esque gentleman. Yes, yes. Who yes. Uh, was from Mogadishu. <laughs> uh, that was the wedding that I wore the new suit to. Uh-huh. The suit that I was fitted for before my running phase. Yeah. So I looked like David Byrne from the talking heads wearing a giant suit because I was so my pants literally kept falling down. Why not just wear your old suit though? Because I didn't realize that it wasn't going to fit. Like I went and picked it up and I was like, all right, I got my suit. I kind of put it on and I was like, ah, it feels a little loose. It's kind of weird, yeah. but whatever. I'm going to take it with me. So we went and it was like when I buckled my belt, like the, the crotch would droop down. Whoa. Like the pants were so loose that yeah. it, I was just wearing like a, a fat dude suit. Yeah. Um, I've definitely chubbed back out to fill out that suit. So if I need to wear a suit, I can, but got it. Got it. But now that I'm, now that I am uh, a CrossFit athlete, uh, it's just a matter <laughs> After of time. your one class of uh, <clears throat> CrossFit. Yes. Um, no, I mean, I believe in you. I, I look forward to, uh, one of the, the peak Eric workouts was, uh, getting texts at like 9am, uh, smug, workout texts oh yeah <laughs> saying you benched like 250 or something <laughs> which i always enjoy yeah i mean who who am i doing this for not myself <laughs> you're doing it for applause exactly yeah um and you, i think you took a number of uh shirtless beach selfies that, that summer oh yeah 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 i mean i was i was fucking jacked that was the, yeah a buff parade yeah i i stretched yeah. that one out in like a year yeah, I remember that. That yeah. was good. That was a good year. <laughs> Oof. That was a real side of beef. And so that one fell off just because of boredom or what? I think so. I can't remember exactly why it fell off. Yeah, I just kind of like got tired of it. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I wanted to do CrossFit because I'm hoping that it will not be boring. Yeah. Because you go in, you do something different every day. Right. And someone else tells you to do it. You don't have to like, if you leave it up to me. I'm going to do the exact same thing every time. Yeah. And I'm going to meticulously track it in a little notebook and I'm going to get so bored. And then when it's time to like, instead of taking the time to change it, I'm just going to be like, ah, fuck it. Right. Right. So I'm just like paying someone else to do that for me. I've started doing to avoid that for myself. I just do a full body workout each time and I only go four days a week. But do you have like a schedule? Yeah. So you have like a, a program that you do. Uh, a loose one. I can't, I see, I can't, I can't just like go to the gym and be like, Hey, let's see what I'm going to do today. No, it's not that I know I'm definitely going to like start with deadlifting and start with like burpees and do this and this and this. And I always do 10 exercises. Right. Um, but having doing it every morning before work and having the pressure of getting there and back for work keeps me motivated. It keeps me moving quickly. Um, and I know I'll be an insane person if I don't work out. Yeah. I'm a miserable prick when I'm, I'm more of a miserable prick when I'm not working out. I am way less depressed when I'm working out. Exactly. Yeah. That's another thing. I love running so much. Yeah. I don't love running, but I love the results of running. Yeah. Um, that was our review of pumping iron. Yeah. We're just a couple of hard bodies (laughs) talking about how we watched a movie about hard bodies. So my, also my problem is that I love eating fucking dessert. Yeah. So much. Like I went to Whole Foods today just to pick up some on my vegan diet, pick up some uh, fruit and nuts and seeds. Yeah. Bought a sack of pumpkin seeds. Okay. Don't they get stuck in your teeth? Pumpkin seeds? No, yeah. They're great. Love them. Don't they have like the shell on them? No. <laughs> I love pumpkin okay. seeds. Okay. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> and just bought a sack of cookies along with my uh, my foods. I just can't resist. I know, man. I... Uh, <clears throat> um, I have no self-control if I have that stuff around. We almost never like buy, like, yeah. you know, cookies and shit like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, Maya was sick recently and uh, she likes those things. You know, they're like, they come in like a tin. They're like, they're like straw shaped. I think they're like Pepperidge Farms makes them. Oh yeah. And they're like, spiraled things. They're, yeah, they're like crispy and they yeah, have yeah. like chocolate or right, like right. hazelnut or whatever inside. She really likes those. So I, I bought a thing of those for her. Yeah. And um, she was like, oh, thanks. And she ate like, you know, two over the course of a week. And then yeah. we just had them on top of the fridge. Yeah. 
And like, man, I was out here like a fucking raccoon ripping through that <laughs> thing. Like I'm the same way. Like, and then I got to deal with that shame. I'm sitting on the couch. Same. She's in bed. I'm like stoned. And like, I'm like, I just ate fucking nine of those things. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Should I fucking puke? Oh God. Where's my computer? I got to Google CrossFit. <laughs> well, I make the rationale myself of, well, just finish it. So it's not there anymore. Just eat it all. So it's gone. I definitely have that bargaining yeah. with myself too. I'm like, listen, you know, you're doing this. <laughs> if you don't do it right now, you're going to do it 10 minutes from now, or you're going to do it tomorrow night or something. Just fucking get it out yep. of here. Just, just end it for yourself <laughs> and then feel sick all day. Yeah. You'll either, cranky. you'll either die or it will be gone and you can move on with your life. <laughs> right. Just be a fucking sourpuss. Yeah. You can't handle yourself. Cause you're a child. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, that's, that was uh, that's uh, that's our review of pumping iron. That's pumping iron. Um, that's that's all I got. Oh, we have a question. I'm sorry. Oh, bring it. Sorry. Yeah. Um. Uh, so from uh some dad friends, what's the most dad way to pump iron? The most dad way to pump iron? Yeah. Um. What's the most dad way to pump iron? You gotta get like a Bowflex for the garage or like the basement, <laughs> right? <laughs> But like, there's just a kegerator next door, next to it, and so yeah. you're just like kind of hanging out and watching, like reading Twitter and drinking beer. And yeah, you just like hang. You have like like some old flannels hanging on the on the Bowflex, and you just sit on the bench and drink beer. <laughs> uh, there's so many guys who just look at their phone in the fucking gym the whole time. Yeah, everybody's just looking get at their in, phone get out. everywhere. Yeah, yeah, I know. You know, my pet peeve is as a huge guy. Yeah, walking down the sidewalk, everybody's just staring at their phone. And they never expect to look up from their phone and see a six eight dude. <laughs> so like a dozen times a day, I shock people because I'm like, "Excuse me," and they're like, "Oh Jesus!" You should wear a GoPro <laughs> and record those interactions. Uh, yeah, that'd be I, really funny. It and just happens. do like a supercut of you shocking people. Yeah, I mean, I would have an hour of it at the end of every week. Just people going like. Ugh. that'd be very funny yeah uh no like running through the streets of brooklyn you see people who are on their phone because they have no control over their body oh yeah because they sort of like walk in the middle of the sidewalk and kind of meander back and forth yeah fucking drives me crazy yeah i yelled at a guy recently um i i wanted to run a little bit more i didn't think i got my my good enough workout last week and um so I ran through Fort Greene Park. Yep. Just beautiful. Yeah. A lot of dogs. Mm-hmm. And this fucking guy, he's talking to like some lady and he has this tiny little dog and his leash is like a very thin black cord. Yeah. Did you trip on it? Well, I was, I ran into it because I didn't see it. And he was like, Hey, watch out. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> because he was on the opposite side of the sidewalk. Yeah. So it was covering the entire sidewalk. Yeah. This, this cord. And I was like, you know, I wanted to yell at him, but I was also like, uh, kind of panting from running. Right. Right. Um, and I just, I tried to yell, uh, watch your cord or something. Right. Something like that. Asshole. Uh, but it just sounded like barking. It was like, watch your dog. Straight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just gave me this dirty look. Yeah. Uh, I could go on and on about how, uh, how am I wrong in that? You're not. Yeah. Uh, that's a crazy thing to do. It is. I am always, uh, uh, this is just so pedestrian, uh, (laughs) (laughs) this observation, but like people just obliviously block entire areas of, uh, egress. Yes. You know, like they're big, dumb bodies, not paying attention to where they are. I think I am very sensitive to it because as someone with a big dumb body, yeah. I always want to get out of everybody's way. Yeah. I'm always like, I don't want to be the enormous person who's blocking this whole deal. Yeah. So I just try to get through places and get out of the way. I'll step to the side if I'm going to look at my phone oh, yeah. or yeah. whatever. No, not everybody else, man. Just be aware, bro. Hey, that's my dog. He's got to run all the way over there. You got to you gotta get through here. You should go around. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, okay. That's that's uh, episode what seven seven pumping iron. That's is part of our uh, hot bods. Yes, hot rods. Uh, blowout. It's the hot rod, hot bod, hard body Thanksgiving 
spectacular. Yes, that's it. Yeah, that's, um, that's what we're calling it. Part two will be out next week uh, with our with a guest, and we will be talking about uh, the Tom Hardy <laughs> modern classic. Yeah, some would say modern classic. Warrior. <laughs> I love that that's the sound effect for hot guys. Hard bodies, hot guys. Yeah. That's that's the sound of Eric saying, Hey, why don't we loosen up, stop labeling things and get to know each other? You know what I'm saying? Tom Hardy, what's up? All right. Thanks for listening. All right, stay positive. <laughs> Sometimes kindness is changed.